this is the Fearless Fathers Podcast, a podcast for you, the fathers who suffer in silence every single day. Come with us as we hit those main topics that are just burning through your soul. It's going to get uncomfortable, it's going to be fun, and together we will become fearless. Hello again to our fellow listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Fearless Fathers Podcast. I am your co-host, Davo. Oh, and, and I'm Ryan. Hi, how's everybody doing? You usually introduce me, but this time I, I guess not. I, I wanted to mix it up a little bit. So. Fair enough. <laughs> Today is going to start the beginning of a two-part series that we have for generalized anxiety and depression. I think we chose these topics mainly for the fact that they could really go hand in hand. And we've covered a lot about this kind of stuff in the beginning, but we really wanted to just hit this down and just kind of go through that little bit of a of that series with you guys over these next two days based upon the data points as Ryan likes to put out. Sure. 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 As always, share our stories as well. Ryan, why don't you take it away? Yeah. Like Dave said, we're doing generalized anxiety depressive disorder. Um, This is an incredibly broad topic. It's one of those things that you we could talk about this for the entire history of this podcast if we wanted to. (laughs) A lot of people go through these kind of things and have these feelings. These feelings aren't forever you will eventually work your way through these things. It just, it it may seem hard now, but it's one of those things that, that you will eventually, eventually get through. It just takes time. It takes time to heal. It takes time to grow. It takes time to understand what you're going through. That's going to be kind of, kind of the main topic of what's going on tonight. And I think we go through that on the depression episode as well. Yeah, we do. So tonight's article, it's from global news, Canada, globalnews.ca. And it's called Becoming a Father Can Negatively Impact a Man's Mental Health, a survey, question mark. Well, let me answer it for you. <laughs> yes. Fuck yes. It absolutely <laughs> can do all of those things. Um, if it didn't, we wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. And it can Indeed. affect your mental health in a thousand ways. You can affect your physical health, too. And that's something we'll talk about a little bit. You know, that's anything from our topic tonight, which is anxiety depressive disorder or sleep deprivation, or postpartum depression, or actual physical manifestations. People get irritable bowel syndrome from the stress. People get, uh, what's another good one, Dave? I can't think of one off the top of my head. Oh, God. Way to put me under the gun. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I think you hit, you hit, you hit a lot sure. of the big ones. I definitely yeah. got all of the neuroses and psychoses <laughs> involved with this. But so... They did. They basically did a survey. They talked to four thousand fathers in between the ages of eighteen and seventy-five. So it's a pretty, ex- broad. pretty extremely broad range of people, um, mainly in Canada, but from some other countries to include the U.S., the U.K., uh, Australia. I'm sure some of the other large ones as well. And what they found is 70% new fathers say their stress levels increase in the 12 months after their first child. And once again, I have to say, no shit, Cheryl. (laughs) I didn't didn't need a big expensive survey to tell me that. Um, Of course they do, because your whole life's changing. You spend all this time, 20, 30, 40 years, making who you are to the world, presenting who you are to the world. And now... Literally in a second, it changes instantaneously, whether you want it to or not. Uh, congratulations, you're a father now. It, that person is yours, and he's yours for the he or she is yours for the rest of your life. You have to be responsible for them. So 
the things that you do completely change. And that's extremely stressful to some people. I know it was stressful to me. I definitely picked up some anxiety from having a baby. Me too. I don't know if this happened to you, but like I didn't sleep for the first three days he was born. I was checking to see if he was still breathing. Oh, no, I, I slept. I think we talked about this before. My wife was mainly the one holding on to him the entire time. Oh, OK. I, 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 I was like, he's good. He, he's, he's good. I had I had the other anxieties that I talked briefly about in the past episodes, but not definitely not that one. My my whole deal was like I couldn't hear him, I couldn't hear him breathe because he's because of his tiny little nostrils. So yeah, I, I was like, uh, better better go check on him. So even for like the couple of days after we got him back to the house, um, it was it was yeah, it was pretty rough going. Oh no but, doubt. Um, well, it, it's a it's a you, you made a human being. You brought a human being here and said, here you go, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make exactly. sure it make make sure it's taken care of and okay. And yeah, they can like show that's not you all the DVDs in the world right before they let them go. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it, it it isn't gonna help when you get in there and actually start you know living living your new life. No, um, that is something you're gonna definitely have to figure out figure out for yourself. I mean, just along with the generalized anxiety of becoming a new father, um, your social life's gonna change. Um, something mentioned in the article is 23 percent of dads. Of the of these guys from this group felt like they were now extremely isolated because they feel like they can't have the same kind of social life as they uh, as they normally would, um, which is true. You can't go out and as, as Dave says sometimes go out and go drop a hundred bucks at the bar, and you really can't because you've you've, no. you've got diapers to change, kid. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> and go. I know, and I could definitely be added into that twenty three percent right there because I felt extremely alone, mm-hmm. like not alone to where the fact where I knew I didn't have my wife next to me but you just have that pressure of oh shit it's a weird isolation feeling because you know there's people there but you feel so barricaded that you can't go and talk to anybody about it it's, it's that really weird emotion at least the way i felt it yeah i, I don't know if i don't know if you could kind of say the same on that I, or if you have anything on that i would well here's a good here's a good example is like we would get invited to something and just before i make this point um the, the article also mentions that 20 percent of the those 23% of those dads reported losing close personal friends at this time because of, you know, their social engagements falling off. But I mean, that's just, you know, a, a caveat. Life. To I, I, yeah, yeah. Th- that happens. But we would get invited to something and two things would happen. Number one, we couldn't actually find a sitter or number two, we wouldn't trust anybody enough because of our yeah. sky, <laughs> sky high anxiety levels to yeah. like call anybody and then tell them we couldn't find a sitter. That, I second that one. Yeah. Or I would go out every, I think I only went out solo maybe two or three times when the baby was born because she had such bad anxiety of letting anybody watch him, which is understandable. It's a brand new kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. My parents or her parents, um, I, I feel bad asking them because my parents are older um right he's he's hitting that phase where you just can't stop it <laughs> good luck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's figuring stuff out so my, my poor mother and father really can't keep up with him and um her parents are a little bit a little bit younger than there but like five five six years but they have like health problems so they can't, right. they can't so eventually i'll get over like not wanting anyone to watch him but uh probably probably when he's like four or five i'll start start getting that trust level you know because the other thing i'm worried about is he he'll uh he'll be really upset we're not there mm. and he'll feel like 
he's being like left out of something, which you know it's immediately what happens. And I'm already yep. late for work enough to the point where like he's starting to figure out like when I go do a 12 hour shift, I'm uh you know he's like hey where's dad at? <laughs> it becomes right. it becomes a big issue, and and then that balls up into some more anxiety, like on my end, and I'm sitting at work wondering, hey, I wonder what he's doing. <laughs> So, right right well it's two o'clock no. in the morning man he's he's probably sleeping <laughs> he's good man yeah. don't worry no he's not no <laughs> and and then it just you know we joke about it but it, it plays it happens oh it happens to everybody i'm sure somebody will you know shoot us a comment or send us an email and being like yep totally yep <laughs> exactly do it all the time i mean so that brings us to like our next point is like the physical attributes of this i mean what can anxiety do to your body physically a thousand things i mean it could cause substance abuse issues weight gain weight loss um you're not doing the things you're supposed to do on a daily basis um some guys stop bathing brushing their teeth just doing your general like Ugh. maintenancing routine you just caring for yourself yeah just stop um because all you're doing is caring for the kid and the kid's probably immaculate <laughs> um, <laughs> but you are just like a fucking mess disheveled homeless <laughs> man yeah. hey man 2020 do you yeah, yeah it's <laughs> there's no rules anymore i forget what tv it's from i mean what tv what show it's from what was it he's like oh you're not going casual hobo today nah no cash ho for me and it was probably <laughs> one of the you. greatest fucking lines <laughs> ugly americans that's what it was okay it's a great show go back and watch it. might have to but it, it always seems like especially with with this anxiety portion and this right here that negative impact on your physical health itself it seems like especially those that have never dealt with the anxiety before it they try and find a new coping mechanism to just combat away the stress whether it hitting you know having a beer after a hard day oh one beer turns into a six pack which you know can turn into a 12 which now turns into a fucking bottle you know i've never heard of anybody not showering or brushing their teeth when it comes to anxiety but i believe it because it's been done. I could almost guarantee it. I've been in the army long enough to know that yeah. there's a bunch of dirty people out there. Yeah. Uh, and, but, and by the way, to your point about the army, you know, there is there's there's always that one smelly kid in the uh, in the platoon. <laughs> and you, you know the fucking guy I'm talking about. <laughs> Maybe instead of screaming yep. about him about not taking care of himself. And this happened to me. Like, I, I ran into one of these guys. You know, like, you got to sit down and talk to him and be like, are you mentally okay to continue? Do you need to go talk to the fucking chaplain? Or right. anybody, a mental health professional? you need to go into behavioral health what do you got to do man and if he's like no i just like being smelly when you're done kicking the shit out of him <laughs> then send him over to behavioral health. but usually you hit my point yeah usually in that case i i found that those guys are just having a hard time adapting to military life right you hit it exactly is that could be a precursor if you know somebody like one of my a good friend of mine was you know, extremely, extremely fit. He was, you know, running all the time, doing all, doing all this kind of crazy shit. And then kid hits and then boom, like shit just started going a little downhill for him. Um, we were out of touch for a while, but I just remember seeing like a different change in Facebook posts. You know, being a social media guy, I, I look on and I see how people write posts and their mannerisms when they're typing and how they how they act and all that. And I noticed a difference in just the way that he was communicating. I just shot him a message. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Is everything fine? Man, I have been a disheveled mess, you know, since the kid was born. I love, you know, I love my son. I love all this. But it was, he was just trying to cope a different way because he didn't know what to do. His routine was changed. His life changed. Complete 180. It's knowing those signs, and one of the reasons why we do this is knowing those signs, picking up on those, on those little bits of changes in people and being able to say, hey, dude, are you good? Yeah. Hey, is everything okay? Yeah. And I think you did that guy 
like a huge favor because he's probably thinking out there like nobody's going to notice nobody's going to see what i'm going through and then all of a sudden out of the blue here comes davo subconsciously it's like i hope somebody sees what i'm talking about but i don't want anybody to pry yeah yeah and if you've ever been in that situation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. I personally think that's, you know, the minds attempting to yes. hold on to a piece of the self-esteem. Like that's its way of asking for help without asking for help. It is. You know, there's nothing like new fatherhood to shatter one's confidence. <laughs> it's it, man. Man, can that happen so fast? Even if you think you're 100 percent prepared, that you can it can really break you down pr- pretty hard. But, you know, it's not forever, you know. It's not. It's not. And it's it's going to be hard and you're going to have a lot of stuff to deal with. Um, But I mean, things you can do to prepare is, you know, just be aware of what's going to happen and put together a decent support system for yourself ahead of time, which honestly, you know, I say that over this podcast, but it's the last thing you're thinking about. (laughs) You're just like, oh, man, I got to get the the nursery set up. Where am I going to put this kid? I got to buy diapers. How much food do I need? Um, What happens if he gets sick? You know, what happens when I'm at work? How much is daycare going to cost? And these are the things that build up in your head and and really it's the flight and flight. Right. Yeah, it's the flight or flight. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Trying to think of the simile. (laughs) There you go. So I was just rambling. <laughs> yeah, you were. That's why I stopped you I short, baby. You I gotta, got you. You got to fill those times out, man. You got to get get a stretch, <laughs> make everything sound good. Is that what you're saying? Just put a buy a mug plug? Buy a, buy a mug. Hey, would you put that in the shop yet? I don't think we did. No, we didn't. Um, I will. I will design it when we're done. Outstanding. <laughs> Which reminds me, buy a mug in our Teespring store. <laughs> Anywho, where were we? Fight or flight response just kicks in, like Ryan was saying when I was, you know, cutting off his ramblings. We never think to mentally prepare ourselves. We we prepare ourselves for the child, making sure everything is set up for the baby. Which is which is a right answer in my in my honest opinion. Making sure that child is taken care of. You have all the necessities needed, but it's also extremely important to make sure you have self awareness on what could happen to you so many times we look at like for example my kid's going through sleep regression right now which is wonderful he had maybe four hours five hours of sleep one night instead of we're looking at tips and tricks to get him out of that sleep regression we're not looking at ourselves to say okay what is going to happen to us well we're going to be fucking sleep deprived we're going to be angry it's going to build more anxiety it's going to be it's going to be stressful so you know one of the things we did today was instead of turning what could have been a potentially negative day i said okay what are three things you're grateful for right to my wife and you know she was like oh, and then did that and i just kept a smile on my face i said okay what are three things that are going to turn this potentially bad day into a positive day and boom, came off with those three things. And we were able to flip that switch so much quicker than if we just said, oh, today's a crappy day. We're so sleep deprived. Everything sucks. This is horrible. We said, what are we grateful for? And how are we going to make this into one of the best days ever? And it changed everything. Do you know what that's called? Mm, I don't know the it's smart just, guy term. It's, there's a smart guy term. To it. You, what you're practicing there is you know, a form of maintenance and self-care. And you had the wherewithal to identify a problem. Uh, you identified it, you figured it out. And whereas you couldn't solve it, um, you made your, not just your relationship of the day better, but your actual outlook on the day better by, you know, just having a positive outlook on it. And that's amazing. That's exactly what people should be practicing in these yeah. situations. Um, because, I mean, obviously, Dave, you've lived through anxiety, how much it fucking blows. Um, <sighs> 
it's but yeah never want to go there again that self-realization is like is key to moving on and you can take all the pills and go see all the the doctors in the world that's that's the point of that is just that's what they're attempting to get you to do is realize hey these are the feelings that i'm having now how do i build a defense mechanism to not have them as hard anymore and dave that's the perfect example of it because everybody struggling with mental health issues needs to know there's hope out there and yes and there's resources that are free to you absolutely free to you we live in the internet age there's shit all over the place oh what's wait what's 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 the number that plug the number <laughs> the substance abuse and mental health service administration's national helpline is 1-800-662-HELP help on your uh, phone is 4357 it's and that will be in the description too yes it is an excellent resource they're there 24 7 365 um multiple languages whatever if you're having an issue and you just can't do it please call them please use them they're an excellent mm-hmm. resource. a million percent a million huh um, a million, yeah, a no, million I, and one. I, I agree. They do really good work over there. <laughs> no, they that, really do. Yeah, that is that is a a tough, thankless job, and they do it because somebody needs to. And I I appreciate yeah. everything that they do. So, Dave, excellent example. Boom. We've realized there's people out there who can help us. I mean, not just the help the helpline. Obviously, there's uh, therapists. Um, there's uh tons of support groups on social media. There's you can get you can get professional help from a psychiatrist. Um. Or a psychologist, you know, talk it out with a with a trusted friend and if, or a member of your family if you feel comfortable enough to do that. There are ways to handle your anxiety and get through it, and you know that that's really the message we wanted to put through here. All hope is not lost. Like I've said a couple of times, mental health problems aren't your fault, but it's your responsibility to deal with them because you know you're still responsible for your own actions. You know, you don't want to go out there and do something that might harm the relationship with your family or even harm your child. So here's your call to action, guys. I feel call to actions are going to start being very important with this podcast because the only way to grow is by actually doing. By me and Ryan just sitting here and spewing words and our experiences to you for 20 minutes, a half hour, twice a week may not be enough. Taking action is what's really going to get you over that next level, over that next hump, being able to say, yes, I'm going to be fearless at the end of the day. So your call to action in this episode is pinpoint that one thing that gets you extremely anxious where you feel hopeless, take that. And I want you to write out all the feelings that you have on a piece of paper. I hate my job. I hate walking into work. And then just write all the feelings that you have about that. And then take whatever feelings you have with those and find that one positive between it. And you're going to start noticing that small shift in yourself from that anxious feeling to a more positive and more at ease feeling. So there's your call to action. Find your one main issue write it down on a piece of paper, all the negative feelings you have about it, and then find a positive for each negative feeling you have. Exactly. That's an amazing idea. I've actually never thought of doing that. But that's going to allow anybody who's doing that to like, all right, well, now it's physical. It's in a physical space. I can see it. Um, It makes it, well, it takes a lot of the power away from it. It does. This big, scary, unknown thing. And it's like, well, that's just a word on a paper now. Now, how do I defend myself from it? And it makes it tangible. It lets you know, hey, I got this. I, I can deal with this. And like you said, it makes it a tangible fear, a fear that you can now deal with. And like whatever's causing the anxiety, you can take that away from it now. And that's that would be great. That'd be amazing. Start that growing process. I want to thank everybody for listening today. It is always a pleasure to have our listeners 
tune in, listen to us, hear us speak, hear our stories, and just find ways to build and grow ourselves as parents, as fathers. And even to our listeners out there who are not fathers, but have that fearless father in their life, their support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being along with our community. It's it's a great outreach that we've been receiving since we started doing this over a month ago. We have no plans on stopping anytime soon. Oh, absolutely not. So make sure you check out Thursday's episode. This is going to wrap up our generalized series from anxiety and depression. Support us any way you guys can. Honestly, it's going to help us bring more quality content and allow us to grow and make this better for you in the long run. Right now, we are offering free shipping on anything at our store. Link is in the description. Uh, use promo code FEARLESS20 until June 9th. If you really love what we do and you and you want to support us, check out the store. Buy a mug. <laughs> buy a t-shirt. <laughs> I promise to buy a mug. Mug will be before the end of the night. <laughs> so when this airs, it, it'll be there. <laughs> buy a mug mug check it i'm gonna get myself one too because i need more mugs also too, check out our patreon link for that is in the description even if it's just a dollar is going to go a long way for us like your children you learn and grow every single day just because you're an adult and a father doesn't mean you can't do the same together we will become fearless always. Yeah, always.